Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Episode, I don't even remember how and where and why. I know we're in the 400s, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, deep in the 400s, I would say. Well, judging by your reaction, maybe. Uh, deep um, might be. Middle deep. Overselling a, it. Lightly deep. A pretty lightly a, a, deep. A gentle tickling of deep. Um, 433. Not, four, not now, no. Four, we would have had a live show. Oh, uh, four, <laughs> 423. No. Four, we would hopefully be about to have a live show. 419. Four, four You're getting a lot closer. 420. Go go back. Four eighteen. You're getting so close. Four seventeen. Hey, on it. Episode four hundred and seventeen. Nailed it. Hey, four twenty. You you know that's, that's a true. Thing, that's right? the episode where we're gonna make you get high. Oh man, that's gonna be terrible for everyone. <laughs> I don't really. Uh, we've got a very special guest today with us. It's Mel Novak. Hey. Yay! All the way from. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank Welcome. you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great to see you. Great to have you here on the podcast. Uh, Mel uh, and I were in 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 the college in the same time, and we're both writers, and mm-hmm. so we we hung out and talked about writing like yeah. you do mm-hmm. uh, when you're in college, and you for some reason have all the time in the world. And no money, but still enough money to buy beer and talk about writing all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So good. And we were talking, because you're back in town for a little while, yep. mm-hmm. we were talking about how Lawrence used to be, and we're like, and you were saying that you were missing 90s Lawrence. Yeah. Now, was there one place in particular, or just the overall kind of vibe? That's a good question. I think it was the overall kind of vibe, but... I always felt like I could walk down Mass Street and there would be something really interesting. And um, like some of the businesses there, like I liked La Prima Taza for coffee. And mm-hmm. and then I would go down to the Bourgeois Pig. And I went to the Bourgeois Pig Thursday night when I got here in town. Mm-hmm. And I almost ended up with a fist fight with some girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like she sucked. This is not the Bourgeois Pig you, you remember. Yeah, yeah. the Bourgeois Pig. Used to be really cool. And then I go there and I ask for a glass of wine and this woman gives me box wine. And I look at her in horror. She's like, I'm here to tell you box wine is really good. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you I'm from wine country in California and this ain't good. <laughs> so. I love the juxtaposition between the I, I'm from wine country in California and that this ain't good. It's like you place yourself in both locations. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, yeah, no, and and they, you know, they they used to do like the decanters of coffee, like you could just basically pour your own coffee for a long time uh-huh. back when when we were going there, um, and now they have like artisanal single serving drip coffees that mm-hmm. take forever to make, uh-huh. and yeah, well, they got rid of the carafes. Oh, did they? A long time before that, to serve yourself because yeah. people were just drinking all the coffee all the time. <laughs> you had to like get it refilled for like I don't know. From probably that late 90s to when we stopped going there at about 2010. There was an awesome, there was a changeover at mm-hmm. noon. So like the six to noon crew or probably five to noon crew, they would, they would leave and the, and the one o'clock crew or the noon crew would, for the afternoon would come in. And if you had a, said that you had a tab going and you'd gotten cigarettes in the morning, sometimes you could skate out without having to pay for the cigarettes. 
Uh, that wow. was that was what I did when we were, but we were there like every day, so everybody mm-hmm. knew who we were. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it was not unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We Sooner or later, they'd be like, hey, they've never paid for cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the nice thing was that, like, that they didn't, they didn't give a shit so much back then. Like, nobody, yeah. it was like a yeah. bunch of collective whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whatever has been replaced by sort of a more, uh, uh intense, mm-hmm. um, commitment to, the 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 box wine yes, um, yes. the millennials that you were you were encountering there um, yeah what is it with them I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know I I just I, that's I'm sorry that that was your experience but it's uh, welcome to to Lawrence and the the new modern new age. Lawrence yeah we are so we have this funny thing where we keep doing live shows and the places we do live shows that keep shutting down so. Um, yeah, we, we used to, we were going to the Eagles Lodge for a little while. I know you can't really, I know you don't see it by by looking at us, but uh, That's Nelson like the and Mason I, Temple or something? No, no, no it's, it's, it's a fraternity of, uh, of, of, of... I mean, it's a similar we basically went type out. thing, but... It, yeah. It was, no, but it was like a, uh, just a, a big building that had seen better days. <laughs> Uh, there on 6th Street. It was awesome. It had like a room that looked like a 50s bingo hall. It had a room that looked like an 80s holiday and conference room. And then it had the main room, which looked like your grandma's den that was the bar area. With mm-hmm. a, and, and it was just like the, the booze was ridiculously cheap. And um, there were like ways to like win money on various things. Mm-hmm. And they let us do theater in the side rooms, both of which were huge. And, and we're not having to pay theaters. any of the uh, the rental fees or anything because our bar tabs were big. And so they were like, come on by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Especially if we were doing any kind of event thing because the people that would come watch us would also drink a lot. So and, and we were we were, you know, we were younger then, but still not young and mm-hmm. and but there the median age was about you know 70 so we were called young which is a little for your vanity that's always that's great feels good right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um well, so so just to let you know kind of the, the age of people there was one time they were hosting a bat because they would rent out the rooms there and there was like a battle of the bands going on and someone was doing like a nirvana cover <laughs> and this is uh this was at Right after the point where Nevermind had its 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. and I heard one of the ladies being like, I just can't get into this new music. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the Glenn Miller. <laughs> there was one time uh, they were having a raffle, and I was I was making fun of this uh, this Afghan rug that's like knit piece of crap rug. <laughs> and... Um, the one I was, I was just, I was talking to somebody, and then right next to me was this older lady. And I was like, "Yeah, don't you agree?" And she's like, "That belonged to my dead husband." And I'm like, "Oh," and she's like, "Yeah, he he knitted it. At the end, all he could do was move his arms and knit, and so he knitted about fifteen blankets." I'm, I'm trying to make sure they all have good homes. I felt so terrible. I bought. I bought the thing outright. And, oh my um, god! And yes, yeah, so, and we call it the dead man's blanket. <laughs> and it's 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 not the dog's blanket, but you know, find the found use, find the use. Like yeah. Daisy likes it. It's uh, I think that the dead man would be happy to know that his his it's being uh, appreciated at least. It's being yeah. appreciated, yeah. So that just goes to show you, folks. You never know where life's going to take you, and uh, who's gonna who's gonna buy your blanket after you die? A dog. Well, the dog did technically no. buy, buy the blanket. But a dog's blanket now. Dog's Definitely. Blanket now. You ain't taking that blanket back. 
So uh, what? There, there was one bright spot though. You were telling me um, the wine bar, and this is dude. This is this is good for the podcast because yeah. we haven't been there. So so no. yeah, wine wine dive mm-hmm. on Mass Street is mm-hmm. right up there. They have they have on point wine. Yeah, it's very very so, good. So now you you said the. Uh, I think earlier today in our conversation that, that you're something of a wine snob. Is that, is I that am okay. a wine snob. Let's talk about that. When did that happen? I mean, you've always... When I met my husband. Okay. I've always loved wine, but yeah. I didn't know what I was drinking and I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, did he gently open up your palate? He did. You know, th- so this is this is, this is is the great story of my husband and how we met. So I met my husband on Bumble, which if you don't know, is a dating app where... Mm-hmm. Women get to initiate the conversation because, you know, we got tired of all the unsolicited dick pics and stuff. So. Sure. Sure. Sorry about that, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I, it was for my mom. You know, I that, know that. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, though, I'm not kidding you. I opened up my front door in the 90s in Lawrence and somebody had taken a Polaroid pic of their dick you were, and taped it to my fucking door. <laughs> you were getting dick pics before dick pics were in dick. You were getting dick Polaroids. Kids, that's what you just have to do to send someone a dick pic. You have to get a Polaroid a We don't know who this dick... I don't know who that dick belongs to. It just was on my Man. door. And, like, I'm just thinking of the logistics of, like, trying to operate a Polaroid and get your... And you can't see, like, like what party? I mean, you can't really. Are you asking the, the roommate for help or something? <laughs> yeah, He's a mystery I mean, to this day. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I met my husband on Bumble, and it was first thing I saw was this hair. You met Nate. My my husband Nate has this like salt and pepper. Thick, gorgeous, curly it's, hair. It's delightful. It's, it's like his hair is amazing. But he was standing in a vineyard holding a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I sent him one message. I like wine. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he writes back, so do I. We would get along. Next thing you know, we meet. Our first date was 12 hours long at Disneyland. And at Disneyland, he bought a bottle of wine. And this is this is this is key. So we, we were at the wine terrace on the oh the, the California Adventure. There was this wine terrace, and there was like all these bottles of wine. And he's like, I've never had this one particular bottle of wine, but it comes from the Santa Rita Hills area of California, which is known for its Burgundian wine. So you're gonna be mm-hmm. your Pinots and your Syrah. Chard- I'm not a Chardonnay person, but it's gonna be some uh, younger wines. Okay. Um. I look at the price tag on it, and it was $125 a bottle. And I'm sitting there, and he's like, yeah, I think we're going to order. It was called Gogi, and it's actually made by the actor Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. And um, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this bottle of wine is $125. If this motherfucker makes me pay for half of this, I'm, I'm not ever dating this guy. Like, <laughs> he, right. I, I told him, I'm like, that's a very expensive bottle of wine. Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I got it. And I was like, I'm in love. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm in love. But anyway, we I ended up joining Kurt Russell's Gogi Wine Club. And every year he throws a party. And we went to one of the parties. And this one happened to be out in the desert at an old antique car show thing. And we told... 
Kurt Russell our story about how our first date was a bottle of wine at Disneyland from him. And he's like, that's the reason why I make this wine. And he like hugged me. And there's a picture of me with Kurt Russell. And he's got his arms around me. And everyone's like, I think Kurt Russell might have liked you. <laughs> you know? But yeah, but he was like, he was totally into our story. And then like he would go on talk shows and talk about this couple that met. <laughs> and their first bottle of wine was mine. And and it was like, so we have a little thing there. It's That's, nice. uh, I mean, yeah. Kurt Russell loves, he loves love. He does. Yeah. He does. I, I I was trying to think of a of a funny escape from New York quote, but it just nothing popped right into my head. But um, no. yeah, I will say that like bottles of wine make make for a, a more adventurous California adventure. I would guess. Yeah. 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 I didn't know you could rock a, a whole bottle of wine at Disney. Yeah, uh, <laughs> only on the California adventure side. Now, now mm-hmm. in Disneyland, they do have the Star Wars place now, and you can buy like blue wine. Yeah, like they have like blue milk, but they mm-hmm. also have like alcoholic beverages there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were year-round pass holders. I'm not doing any games too expensive. That's why I would not have pegged Kurt Russell for a winemaker, but it makes sense when mm-hmm. you. I don't know. I don't. I don't not see it, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously, it's a thing. But uh, it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's a beautiful, yeah, like meet cute. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kurt yeah. Russell uh, Disneyland meet cute. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's um. Yeah, it's our story and. Yeah. Yeah, and he took me to wine country, and he started to he he taught me about not Kurt Russell, my husband talked to me about how to taste, and it was so weird because like he would do blind tastings, right? And <clears throat> you take a sip, and he's like, "That's a Merlot." How the hell do you do that? Guess who can do that now? You, me. yeah, I really? could taste I could taste a wine oh, and be like, man. "This is a Cab," oh, or "This man. is a Cab Franc." This is you know I I can do blind tastings and. I could definitely not determine like cab variants. I could probably do some mm-hmm. basic like, mm-hmm. but that's that's as close as I could get. If you were getting real specific, I'd be like, "It's red." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I think this comes from the white box. Uh, no, this one comes from the red box. So the one thing you need to know about cheap wine, you need mm. to be very careful with it because. I learned this in wine country at a, a winery called Stoltman. One of the um, tasting managers there told me, so two buck chuck and boxed wine like Franzia, whatever. So it doesn't have a vintage, right? So it's never yeah. going to say Franzia 2002. You know, right, it's, it's right. just, so they make it, they bulldoze through the vineyards with machines and it doesn't matter what happens to be in the vineyard at that time. Like you, it, it could literally grind up a dead bird, a few snakes. It just gets all put into this big vat. And then they add a lot of chemicals to it so that it tastes the same every single time. So for years and years and years, you could be drinking Franzia, boxed wine. It's always going to taste the same. But the thing is, if you're a real wine drinker, vintages matter. They matter. Mm. Vintages matter. And I always, it, like, if you've seen the movie Sideways, yeah. um, she says, I can't think of her name right now, what beautiful blonde, what's her name? Virginia Madsen. Oh, that's the man. Oh. But, but uh, the, Virginia Madsen, yeah. She says, whenever she drinks wine, and this is true, when I'm thinking of a vintage, so yeah, okay, 2012. I'm drinking a cab from 2012. What was happening in 2012? 
and here we are with this wine. Like, like it's like it has like a story, and that's yeah. how you can get passionate about being a real wine drinker. Just don't buy the box shit. Man, you know, I was gonna say something snarky, but you, you're just being so earnest. I love it. I, I'm not, I can't so, even. I'm so passionate make, about wine. I know that this, this and is showing through. I would love through. to run. I would love to want to run a wine room, but you should still yep. say something snarky anyway. Wow, you know, I, I, I the moment has passed. I'm still, look, I'm still thinking about Paul Giamatti, you know, um, in that sideways movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that movie would have been better with aliens. So that movie would have yeah. been would have been better if the DP was better. The lighting in that movie was horrible. Mm. It came to AFI mm. when I, American Film Institute when I was a student there, and I was like, I love this movie. I love this movie. And then all my DP friends were like, Yeah, good movie. Poorly shot. Poorly, poorly lit. And mm. I'm like, Really? And that's when I started noticing how cinema works like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Two questions. Okay. Uh, one, um, I, I, this I need is two to, questions with Will. It's two questions with Will. Uh, I need you to settle a, a personal uh, question that I've had for a long time about wine. Mm-hmm. Not not about not about personal personal stuff, but just about wine. Get as deep uh, as you want. R-I-O-J-A. Rioja or Rioja? Rioja? Rioja. Okay, so that is a Spanish wine, and I really don't know anything about Spanish wine. Okay. I know okay. nothing. In fact, I, I'm, I'm friends with this sommelier who works at a place called The Wine House in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and he and I will just sit there, and he'll just give me free tastings, and he... He will educate me on this. I like. I know French wine. Yeah. I don't know Spanish wine. I know California wine really well, but Italian wines are another one that's a difficult one for me to crack. But I knew I know a few good Italian wines. Yeah, but yeah, like Spanish. the ones at Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, Barefoot is a great vintage. <laughs> uh, wait, it's not a vintage. There's no vintage for barefoot. It will always taste the same. Oh, my God. We uh, Speaking of sad places that are gone now, uh, Montana Mike's uh, was a steakhouse in town. And and being in my time in England, like the joy of a steakhouse that serves really good wine Mm -hmm. was something that I discovered there. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to come back here and all Midwestern steakhouses have shit wine lists. Like, that's just a thing. Why? I don't know. If you're going to have a steak, you need a lovely pinot. This is is what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. that. I mean, Montana Mike's was famous for being an affordable steakhouse. So... Not the best wine list in an affordable. They also served the salad in like a metal dog bowl. It was really weird, but um, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, not my second question. You had to wear a collar. Yes, you did. Yeah, only on all you. you, Well, I I didn't go back. Was it the shock collar you were wearing for a while? Yeah, I couldn't get it off. Wow, sounds like fun. Nope, you think, (laughs) but no, it was hard to take showers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm curious. I, I don't know if you know this, Mel, but um, Nelson is a marketing genius. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, he's actually he's he's yeah. been he successfully led uh, our two to three campaigns that we've had here at, at Double Deuce uh, for mm-hmm. Applebee's. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and there was another one. I think. They still owe us money. Yep. Applebee's uh, owes you money. But but if you want to see this genius in action, like a lot of people would be like, shot collars for people is a terrible idea. But mm. I just asked the marketing genius here, all right, like can we have like three really good uses for shot collars for people. Okay, he's, he's gonna sell this to you. Watch this. Okay, this is genius in action. Um, like because they're, they're all right. The, the the fenceless yard situation, like yeah, like dogs, they got the collar so they can't cross the thing, but people. They're just they're just crossing those yards all the time, willy nilly. 
Not not with shot collars. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, two. In the bedroom. Mm. Say no more. Yeah, but no, you can I, picture it. Right. You I can kind of feel it if you think about it. Now I can't really unpicture it. Mm-hmm. Not the, the dick Polaroid or the two <laughs> yeah. things I'm never going to be able to get <laughs> out of my head after this episode. Yeah, shot collars for romance. <laughs> you don't need a safe word if you got a shot collar. Oh, boy. That's the that's the tagline. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the um, tagline. Three... Uh, again, steakhouses. You can't leave if you can't leave without paying if you're wearing a shot collar. Mm. Oh yeah, you could, could cut that on. Yeah, that. just restaurants yeah. in general. That's prevention. Applebee's. I would have given you this one if yeah. you would have come correct, but nah, you had to be trifling. Somebody tries to shoot out a hundred twenty-five dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not getting far. Nope. Nope. The, uh, see, do you see what I mean? Guy's a genius. I mm-hmm. think if they could make a shot collar for alcoholics. Like if somebody if, 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 if I had a thing. yeah if I had a collar on <laughs> and it's like, it's like okay, your body up. Yeah, no yeah, you're yeah. drinking too much yeah, put it yeah, down yeah like you you pick up the phone to text an ex and it's just like <laughs> no. yeah. okay yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's a million uses yeah for yeah, sure yeah no that's that's a that's a good one yeah you start to go towards the car with the keys ah yeah. okay better you better call an Uber. <laughs> uh, you take off all your clothes uh, in 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 uh, in, the, in the movie theater. Anyway, yeah. um, that never happened. All the times I worked at a movie theater, no one took no, all their it, clothes off. Really? No. Uh, you, you ran a pretty tame movie theater. I was gonna say I certain mean, movie theaters. The, the six back in the day nakedness. was pretty wild. <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised that that I mean there were some people at the six when there'd be like two people in a showing that were hooking up, but most of the clothes were on. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It always seemed like uh, over the top, not under under the. Yeah, kind yeah. Of nice. So my second question from the wine country, uh, when we talk about wine, question was, number two: uh, Is there a wine that reminds you of Lawrence, Kansas? Oh wow! So there was a wine in the nineties. Don't worry, that's not uh, official. It's okay. not important. There was a wine in the nineties that was Australian called Black Opal. That I used to drink when I was here, and I remember really, really liking it. But that's such a good question, Will. I've never put wine. Have you had it in in the last twenty years, thirty years? I don't even know if it exists anymore. But um, mm. but I would you that I am going to promise you, I am mm. going to find a wine that reminds me of nineteen ninety five Lawrence, Kansas. There we go. Yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear it when you get it. Um, yeah. We so learned. Did, a, did you leave in ninety five? No, I moved to L A. I left Lawrence in two thousand two. I want to okay. say maybe two thousand three, two thousand two. Um. So yeah, I've been in L A. for twenty years. Through. All right. I was just wondering because ninety five is when I moved to Lawrence, and so mm. I was like, did we pass like ships in the night? Did Did you clock out of Lawrence and I clocked in? But yeah. no. There was, no, there we, was overlap. We there was overlap. We could have crossed paths, and it's I, done, but you look vaguely familiar. But again, that two thousand two was so long ago. Yeah. I met a lot of people a lot of times as long as I've lived here, and I only remember some of them. We didn't have dating apps back then, so Nelson used to take pictures of his junk and put them on people's doors. <laughs> ah, so it's your dick. friends. No, I would get I would I would get them developed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Polaroids, the lighting is bad. The you know. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I should have kept that. I picture. had a friend with a dark room, and so 
No, they were very tasteful. They were very artistic. Yeah, yeah. Good lighting. Good set pieces. Same there was a while where I'd like work them into still lifes. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a like a like a Where's Waldo puzzle by the end, and I was like, "This is getting too it's it's too much." Was like we're losing we're losing the point of the dick pic when they've got to hunt for it because right. do they even know why they're looking at this picture of a whole lot of people at a bistro just to see just to try to find my dick on on that platter? <laughs> find, find my dick sounds like the worst app. Yeah. <laughs> or the most useful. App. <laughs> Tonight, it depends on who's into dicks. Then findmydick.com. Today's, today's my... podcast is brought to you by com. <laughs> because it happens to the worst of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. Oh my god, this is hilarious. This yep. is hilarious. I probably should have said double deuce just that. You really, that, yeah, now it's in that, like that was Sometimes a real, we forget uh, to end the podcast. It was a real, uh, it's a real good sting. But, uh, double deuce anyway? Uh, Oof. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work on it. What? Yeah. Another shot collar. <laughs> no, my mouse is asleep. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on Patreon.com backslash Double Deuce Pod. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff on there. We got me talking about things I'm seeing. We got extra minis, like the minis you find in the Decaduces. We got Will singing. Or if you want to pay for him not to sing, there is a way to pay for no singing. The world's your oyster. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So much stuff. That's Patreon.com backslash Double Deuce Pod. Yeah! Yeah! Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, well, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.